Because we all know that Quentin Tarantino's really into feet. Yeah. And like chewing on people's feet. It's called shrimping. Oh, holy shit, dude. Yeah, that's thanks Urban Dictionary. Where did that come from? I don't know, because toes look like little. Yeah, but no, why is that a thing that you know? Like, because my mom was posting about it on Facebook during like all the accusations. She was like, can't wait for Quentin Tarantino to come out next. We wish shrimping was the worst of our problems. And I had to Urban Why does your mom know what shrimping is? Oh, no, she's lived a long life. Don't shift your way. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And this is the world's only March Madness style Brad Pitt themed podcast where we're pitting every one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. Uh, this is not a spoiler free podcast. We're going to be talking about all parts of all of the films. It's going to include important plot details, important Brad details, important acting details. So if that's something that bugs you in the year of our Lord 2017, hold off, go source these films, which is going to be hard because one of them you can only watch at the Oscars. You'll find a way. If If you're a true fan, if you care, only true Brad Pitt fans have seen Contact. Carly Rae Jepsen voice, show me that you care. Fly to LA and watch Contact for me. (laughs) We've got some good stuff today. This is like, this is really good pitting. And I'm not just saying that. Like, it's worth the title of season one finale. Oh, absolutely. You know, I Which, feel like, like we kind of were gambling on it because we hadn't seen Cutting Class. I was just no. assuming that this movie would be golden based on the cover. Yeah. And it was. Let me paint you a word picture of the cover. Please imagine Brad Pitt in a yellow, like, gym shirt. It's a tank top. It's late 80s, early 90s Brad, so he's still young and, like, super skinny ripped, and so it's, like, good arm definition. He has a little cut underneath his eye where his little half-moon scar is over on his upper right-hand cheekbone. Uh, His hair is a little floppy, uh, sort of sandy. looks like he's a little sweaty. Uh, And he's holding onto a gym rope with both hands, looking very forlorn into the camera. Absolutely. He's like, <sighs> and you're little, like, what's going pouty. on? Like, yeah, a little pouty, a little moody. It's like his parents are getting divorced, and he just found out. Yeah, and he's like, oh, man, I saw that coming. But <laughs> it's a bright blue background. Brad is nice and tanned. And it really paints a picture of a movie that is... Honestly, probably the movie that you do get. Well, I think you forgot about the best part, which is that we've got this, like, distressed treatment over the whole cover. Oh, yeah. And Cutting Class is written in, like, a font that you would use on your Neopets profile (laughs) to describe your, like, serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's super, like, edgy. Like, this is the perfect movie. Oh, it's so good. I know we say that about every movie. This really, really. But it's really good it's prime early brad it says also on wikipedia that it's brad pitt's first starring role which is incorrect because his first starring role is dark side of the sun just go ahead and consult us if you're gonna make these kind of sweeping claims honestly like we should edit wikipedia Wikipedia, because i always forget that that's a thing you can do we probably should just for everything yeah Uh, i know there's a lot of misconceptions out there with brad pitt mm -hmm. anyway Mm. this movie we discovered like maybe halfway through, and this really helps contextualize it, is a live-action anime. Oh, my God, absolutely. Not literally, although I wouldn't be <laughs> Yeah, it's not actually, but, like, but it once is. you realize that you're watching a live-action anime, it gets 
so much more fun. Like, it's super, like, nobody in this movie can act. Except, except for, yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like, upskirt shots yeah. of the main girl. Okay, so. Let's go over the plot. Let's do the plot here. Um, picture a young Kristen Ritter knockoff who has taken one acting class in her life. <laughs> And her name is Polly. Polly. She's got like long dark hair and Bangs. big doe eyes. And uh, she's dating Brad Pitt, whose name nice. is Dwight. <laughs> Despite being like a cool jock, his name is Dwight. Have you ever met a cool jock named Dwight? I don't fucking think so. But like her dad goes on like a hunting trip or whatever, and then he gets stabbed. With an arrow. He got shot with a bow and arrow. Yeah. And a real, like, we need to talk about Kevin kind of yeah. sitch. Yeah. And he's like, <gasps> but we don't know who the killer is. and Or why. Or why. Things progress and everybody in the school. Oh, you a- forgot to mention that the movie opens up with um, um a boy on a bicycle route and he's throwing newspapers and you see that, like, killer kid released from insane asylum. Oh, yeah. So we, we've got some ideas. Mm-hmm. There's a really weird kid at school who looks like a rat. And he's the one that got released for purportedly killing his father. Mm -hmm. And he's being pretty fucking sketchy. But we don't know. There's some conflicting evidence. Uh, There's a creepy janitor. Creepy janitor. Everybody that works at this high school is a pedophile. Yeah. And keeps creeping on this fake Kristen Ritter Paula. (laughs) And then they die. They get fucking brutally murdered in like some very... Interesting Creative. ways. Like, a, uh, there's, like, a teacher that gets her head slammed into a copy machine, and it's making copies of her face all, like, Like, blah. while murdering, which, like, is not, I think, if you were to murder someone, uh, which is not something I would ever do, you wouldn't want to do something that was taking photographic evidence <laughs> of the whole thing while you were committing the murder. That's, it's like... pretty ballsy. You know? It's pretty... Like a boomerang? It was like a boomerang. This is my Insta story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't remember how else. A guy on a trampoline got stabbed as he was jumping down. With a flag. With With a flag. flag. Is there anything more patriotic? (laughs) Anyway, this progresses and like we know. It's a very like classic whodunit and there's a lot of red hair. What's happening? For a while, we're worried that Brad Pitt did it. He has this ring he won't take off. He's like, no one wears my family ring but me. And Paula really wants to wear it. But then she can't. But in the scene where someone is smashing the teacher's head, Miss Knotts, which I think is supposed to be pronounced knots, but no one can speak, you see the ring on the killer's finger. So you're like, oh shit, is it Brad Pitt? And I thought I thought it was because yeah. I, I was saying all along I was out here like rooting for this real rat kid because I was like, it's too obvious. It's yeah. too easy. I was like, this is a red herring. Um, it's somebody else. And then we see Brad's ring and I was like, oh, shit, because Brad is a little, you know, he's a very possessive boyfriend. Definitely. Brad and Paula Definitely. are, a, you know, they're little high school sweethearts and yeah. she keeps getting mad at him. There's some great lines in this movie. They're like making out in her dad's bed and Brad is wearing her father's suit, which is a thing that happens multiple times in this movie for no, like with no explanation. Yeah. It just is like. I'm in your dad's suit. I'm just in your We're dad's suit. We're gonna make suit. out. I'm gonna try and bone down. Hanging out. And and during this, <laughs> she stops him and she's like, not until you get your grades up. <laughs> it's like, who are you, me? Brad's like, oh man. Oh man, and gotta he, get my math homework Another done. time he comes over drunk, you know, and she gets all... Have you been drinking? I don't know. Can't remember that part back. Fucking teachers. Run my life. It's in your imagination. 
Don't you think the two of us make the perfect couple? Stop it! I gotta go to school tomorrow. So there's like a little tension there and like yeah. Brad gets really mad at the rat-faced kid for mm-hmm. being weird and a rat and you don't know. Yeah, there's but, like obviously something happened between them. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot. You have to see it. The blood is like the fakest fake blood I've ever seen. It looks like not even corn syrup, just like canola oil. Okay, we're going to act out a scene from this movie in okay. the style of the actors. Are you ready? Okay. Do you really think that I am the killer? I don't know. If you think that I am the killer, you should just kill me right now. I can't. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Where's it's my just, Oscar? I don't know. I wanna. I wanna touch back on the Brad here. Yeah. Um, a, he. He. This is a full. We got the full range here. This is a hella Brad. This, this is, is a multi. This is a three D. This Brad cries. This Brad gets drunk. This Brad yells. This Brad does sports. He's He climbs a rope. He climbs a rope. He shakes the rope of the rat face kid. Oh, wait. The other thing I wanted to say. So that rat face kid, you know in high school how there was always that jacket kid? You know? Explain. That boy who's like weird and kind of greasy and wore the same jacket every day are we talking like a bomber jacket like a trench coat yeah we're talking like a trench coat or really ratty like jean jacket type thing you know it's usually black usually long also sometimes they wear hats yeah uh kind of like christian slater and heathers yeah is a jacket kid but not cool yeah they're never cool Ratface kid is their yeah. school's jacket kid. Yeah, he is. Nobody likes him. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know when you when you're starting to question if he is the killer, the killer, killer. You're feeling a little bad for him. Yeah, you're like, oh man, you got put in an insane asylum yeah, for murdering like, your father. He's like I didn't kill him. Like I don't know what his excuse was. He didn't want him dead. He just wanted him very hurt, <laughs> which sounds like something a killer would say. But everybody's like, oh, okay, checks out. All right. Actually, I changed my mind. I don't think you're the killer. I don't think you'd murder. Uh, but the Brad. Oh, my God, the oh Brad. Should we, well, should we tell him, first of all, who done it so they have a frame for this? Okay. It's not Brad. He didn't Brad, do it. Brad's an innocent. It was the rat face kid. They tried to fool us, but the rat face kid was trying to frame Brad by getting a duplicate of his ring. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to bamboozle us. So don't worry. I won't be our, bamboozled. Our beautiful Brad is safe, and we can root for him, unlike California or, mm. like, you know, like, he's been a serial killer quite a bit. He's, so like, good at it. He, I can, wouldn't play, have, he can play, like, that crazy sinister. I wouldn't good. have put it past him, but the good news is... He was a good boy. He was a well, good he, boy. I mean, he wasn't. He, wasn't. he was just like a typical high school. Yeah, he was sad. You know, in Scam. <laughs> oh, my God. Scam season two, the really, really, really hot guy who gets mad and in a fight smashes a bottle on someone's head and it's like hotter than it should be. And you're like, this is a toxic relationship and not chill. But then a little bit of you is like, but he's so hot. That's this person. I'm going to let you live on this one. I'm not going to drag you. God is watching. You know that. I know. Um, Brad, <laughs> he does show a full range. He, like, 
is kind of dopey. Mm-hmm. He wears a lot of really cool. It's like picture an across the tracks Brad. Like he's got his windbreaker mm-hmm. and his acid wash jeans mm-hmm. and his Adidas, mm-hmm. and he's like just really cool. You know, he's pouty. He throws a lot of temper tantrums. Definitely. Including, I think his best one was in gym. He got really mad at his gym teacher for no reason. (laughs) Fuck you. Because he told him to change into his exercise clothes. Yeah, the gym teacher was like, go on and change now. And Brad gets right in his face and he's like, fuck you. And the the teacher's like, fuck you. And Brad's like, you can't say that to me. And he spins around, like, punching the air and, like, does a little... Throws his gym bag. Yeah, does a little kick. And it bounces off the trampoline and, and like, he, knocks over the sheet on the and spring. He and he, like, fix it. fixes the sheet. And he picks up and then kicks the door open and is like, meh. And then he kicks it closed. <laughs> it was amazing. It was he so good. He did several of these. He did, he did one tantrum where he was spinning around and he did this, like, clucking motion with his head. <laughs> like a... <laughs> oh, crap. I wish I could... I wish that you could see me right now. Um... He cries. Oh he my. cries on the phone. Oh, my God. Does he cry? Oh, my God. He's, like, so sad he's in a phone booth. He's drunk. This brat has a drinking problem, uh, which he shouldn't have as a teenager. And he's, like, in a phone booth calling Paula. And he's, like, isn't really saying much. It's also, like, very transparently, like, just a phone booth that they painted one side blue to make it look like it was nighttime. They did that so much in this movie. They didn't film a single scene actually at night to the point where they put like blue cellophane on the windows. <laughs> oh man, it was low budget wonderland. The final fight is Brad and the rat kid and they're in like the shop class mm-hmm. full of band saws oh my and God. Any sanders. sanders, any kind of tool that could kill you <laughs> is, is there. There and, and on. Inexplicably turned on. So they're chasing each other around and there's like sparks flying. And at, at one point, they're both fighting with belt sanders. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> and just like, like grinding them against each other. And then the Brad, rat kid. Brad's head gets clamped. Yeah, the rat kid puts him in a clamp and he's like turning it. And you're Clamps. like, oh my God. I was really scared. I was tense. Yeah. I was like, is it's our. scary. I was scared he was going to die because Brad dies, like, you know, not often, but sometimes in yeah. films. Once his head got cut off. Yeah, that's when he, the rat boy grabbed him his neck in one of those like clamps. clamps. Yeah. But <laughs> oh. it was also really transparently, like, you could tell. It was, like, very acting class 101, my first movie. Now, you struggle this way. You put your weight you here. You put your weight here. You keep your hands where your fingers are underneath the clamp and pulling. <laughs> Safety first. Safety first. And then I'm going to deliver all of my monologues like this. I just, like, I feel like there's so much to say about this, Brad. It was multifaceted. He was really cute, really great sense of style. Definitely gave the best performance of the film of his oh absolutely if not his <laughs> his career i was going to say of his high school era i don't know like this yeah. for me this was very across the tracks but like more i don't know i know that brad starred in across the tracks but it just was like a short it didn't feel like as much of a feature length film yeah Across the Tracks felt very after school special exactly this, this felt like a movie was, albeit not a very good one. Right. Yeah, because, like, I feel like we can set it into, and this is actually something I would like to look more into as we continue on, like, sort of eras of Yeah, because there are, there's really distinct genres that are popping mm-hmm. up. There's Dark Side of the Sun, then he made this, Cutting Class, and then Across the Tracks. 
Then you get Thelma and Louise, I yeah, think. Yeah, which is starting to morph something else morphing off. into what Western Brad, criminal yeah. Brad, crime Brad, yeah, crime Brad. And then he's in a lot of crime movies. For I, it's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what else there is to say about. Yeah, Kevin I think Glass, that's other a compar- than you should absolutely watch it. Oh my god, it's easy to find. Probably, I don't know. We have the DVD, but like, look for it, please. You will be doing yourself a favor if you like cheesy movies. It's not super gory or anything either. No, it's like the right level of it's not horror gory. Movie. It is really creepy, you know, especially yeah. towards this girl. Like, again, every teacher is lecherous and they keep like looking up yeah. her skirt and stuff, but then they get brutally murdered. Yeah, so, so it's like it you works, win some, you lose some. It all works out in the end. Yeah. She wears these like baggy, tidy whiteies that you see a lot. <laughs> Why, girl? You don't, I don't have know. to do that. I don't know. Should we talk about what Brad is up to? Yeah, we should talk about it. I feel like... In his right now? In his right now? In his now time? In his now time? In his, in his present day uh, existence? His now now? Start a fight club, Brad reputation. Okay, Google. Give me some of that sweet, sweet Brad Pitt news. Here are the top search results. So, Sony Pictures just confirmed that they're going to be producing Quentin Tarantino's next movie. Footman. Footman. Oh, boy. Looks like a foot likes feet. Mm. Sony took it because Quentin Tarantino was like, yo, Harvey Weinstein, that's fucked up, even though I absolutely, almost for sure, super definitely also do the same stuff because I'm Quentin Tarantino and I'm freaky and hate women. Um... But now he's producing with Sony instead of Miramax and the Weinstein Company, which is, like, chill, I guess. And it's going to be about Charles Manson, the, the murder man. Oh, come on. Yeah. Do we need this film? Uh, no. Who's going to play Charles Manson, Brad? I don't know. The, queen, the film is an ensemble, and Tarantino has had conversations with Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and Leonardo DiCaprio for I the two Leonardo mainly male roles. should play... Charles Manson? Yes. Yeah, because that man looks like he's going to murder people. His eyes are too small. It's too small, face too big. Don't trust him. Mm-mm, Correct. Uh, but consider reuniting Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, who, despite Brad Pitt's obvious catatonic depression while filming Interview with the Vampire, they did have a certain amount of chemistry. Oh, yeah. You know? I believed in those gay dads. <laughs> Me too. I just, like, I want it to be something that it's not. I know. You know? Um, I will go on the record saying I strongly dislike Quentin Tarantino and his films, and I will stand by that as a woman. You can tell me all you want that it's actually feminist because he made Kill Bill, but it's not, and you're wrong, and I'll fight you. But anyway, uh, I would see this movie. Well, yeah, if it's got Brad Brad Pitt... (laughs) You know? And Tom Cruise. Yeah, and, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo, eyes too small. Leo's eyes too small DiCaprio. <laughs> the D in DiCaprio stands for damn eyes too small. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Brad Pitt does really well in Ensemble. We haven't talked about it yet, but yeah. in Bastards, like, does use him very well. Nice. Well, I mean, speaking of ensembles, like the Oceans trilogy. Oh, obviously. Great yeah. example of yeah. how well he's able to. Why don't we get Clunes in here? Yeah, throw Clunes in. Do the Power Four, which is Clunes, Brad, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, and Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful world. Why don't you then... even like shrimp while you're at it? Krill? So, Poor this Krill. is my imagination, all right? Okay. 
uh, this is a reimagination of the Charles Manson situation that I don't know a lot about. Charles Manson is a shrimp <laughs> in a colony of sea monkeys. Yo. You know? And like he feels a, out of place. Animated. He feels, he feels out, out, of out of place, which is why he fucking starts a murder cult, I think. <laughs> Uh, he convinces all these sea monkeys that it'll be better if they turn into shrimp by killing themselves. And Yo. then he goes to jail. Yeah. It's animated. Who's Brad in this? Uh, One of Brad the sea is monkeys? a cop. Oh, a sea monkey cop. Okay. Trying to catch the criminal. Okay. A la seven, which we'll watch next season. Okay. That's <laughs> this sounds like an Oscar. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Best animated feature slash best picture in general slash best cop movie <laughs> slash best actor. Think you're forgetting slash best original song as sung by Brad Pitt. <laughs> He's like, I believe I can catch the killer. <laughs> oh man, that's it. Yeah, that's really. I don't know. I just feel like there's so much going on with Brad. And I'll definitely, we'll definitely be tweeting out and, and Instagramming, maybe Facebook posting mm-hmm. about various pieces of Brad news yeah. while we're on hiatus. On hiatus. Yeah, we don't want you to starve. We don't want you to starve. We'll throw you some scraps. We'll throw you some scraps. Maybe just the like, sound of our voices. The sound of our voices. We'll throw you some scraps while you hide in a cave, just like Brad Pitt did in Contact. Yo! <laughs> That's my head exploding. Big brain. Biggest brain. We flew to L.A. We flew to L.A. with your help. We had some donuts on the airplane Mm -hmm. and Hannah saw an elephant. Mm -hmm. And we put our toes in the sand of Venice Beach and saw some really fancy houses. Oh, my God. They were beautiful. (gasps) They were so good. Sarah's like, fuck my goat farm. I'm going to have a goat farm on the roof of one of these Venice Beach houses. Hell fucking yeah. Um... And then we saw Contact at the Oscars. Oh, man. It was so good, guys. It was so good. I want to... Just, like, the experience was really nice. Yeah, I think we should talk about, like, what went down. Yeah, so we, as you know, because you're generous and beautiful human beings, uh, kickstarted Indiegogo did um, our quest to see Contact 1992, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not the Contact that you think it is. Um, if it was, we wouldn't be we going, wouldn't through, be all going through all of this trouble. I've seen that contact. It's a good contact. Yeah, I but really... it's it's not this contact. Yeah. Um, so we flew to LA for 12 hours via Spirit Airlines, which was a time, but not the worst time I've ever no, had. No, I enjoyed it, especially because we literally brought no luggage. Yeah. It was, <laughs> we were there like, for 12 hours. Cool. I'm going to bring my purse. So we waddled onto the airport at like... 6 a.m., flew to L.A., got there at, like, 8 8 a.m. L.A. time because of time differences. Uh, L.A. is weird, guys. L.A. is a weird city. It's very strange. It's so much and so flat. L.A., just wandering around it, struck me of how people imagine New York. Bear with me here. I'm I'm, I'm okay. sussing this out. Okay. Like, people always imagine New York is like really grungy and like kind of dangerous and like not chill to walk around. Right. And stuff. One of the first things I saw in Los Angeles was a newspaper on fire in a sewer grate, <laughs> which was like did not strike me as very LA, but did strike me as very New York. It's a metaphor. <laughs> I know, right? It was just like, huh? All right. And then I walked into Starbucks to use their bathroom. 
It's impossible to get anywhere. Yeah, they're not lying about that. It's, like, you it's can 40 Uber minutes to get anywhere. Literally anywhere. Like, around the corner, 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, halfway across the California, 40 minutes. It's insane. It was like, it took us as long to get from the Oscars to the zoo as it did to go from the zoo to the airport, basically. The zoo to Venice Beach, which is all the way over by the airport, and then from Venice Beach to the airport, inexplicably. Yeah. like the, All of it took 40 it, minutes. It does not. The distance is irrelevant. Time is irrelevant. Get ready to spend 40 minutes in an Uber where our driver was, like, best friends with Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, she gave my son a signed football for his birthday or something like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he starts this out by going, like, how do you guys feel about Paris Hilton? And I don't know. I didn't want to sound like a like a dumbo so I was like oh I don't know whatever and then he was like she's like one of my best friends and I was like oh shit oh shit I gave you the wrong answer I was Paris Hilton for a costume party a couple weeks ago and I bought a pink fuller tracksuit for it and it was the greatest experience of my life it was just like man LA and you'll see it in the video I guess yeah um so we we go through all this and then we go to the Oscars for our viewing appointment with Cassie. Shout out to Cassie. Cassie, you're so cool. Oh my god, she's everything I want to be. She's just awesome. like super cool and composed, like really cool bangs, like <laughs> young in this is archiving the Cassie fan podcast. Oh my god, Cassie, be my friend. You're so um, cool. She was so cool. I was so nervous that something was going to go wrong cuz like we put so much into this. Like I was worried that you know, the flight was going to get delayed and we would miss it. I was really worried that we were going to show up and they were going to be like, who are you? What's going or on? Or like, wait, we don't actually have that film. Or yeah. like, I don't know. But like, it was great. We walked right in. They gave us like visitor badges. They brought us back in and they were like, we've been expecting you. Yeah, and like, she oh, said, cool. I thought this was so cool. She was like, you guys are the first podcasters that have ever come through. Yeah. She's like, it's mostly documentaries and stuff. And she, I don't know. She thought it was really cool. And like, they'd looked it up for us because I was like telling her about, you know, yeah, we looked everywhere for this movie. And she yeah. was like... I looked, too, because they try to avoid showing the film if they don't have to, because every time you watch it, you're degrading the film. Mm -hmm. And so she had been looking, too, and was like, yep, this is the only place that you can see it, which I was like, that's, like, validating to hear. definitely. I'm pretty good at finding stuff on the internet. Oh, absolutely. It was really, it was just, like, it was such a cool experience, and, like, we walk into, like, the screening, and they show them on these old editing tables, because it's gentler on the film. And so it's, like, these old editing tables from, like, the 60s and stuff that are, like, these really cool shades of, like, green, and it's just, like... It was, like, you know, when you put the film in, it was, like, actually, you know, it was a physical reel of film, and then when it went up on the TV, it did the little two dots in the corner, the little boop, and then it was, like, five, four, three, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that? There was that little, um, I forget what it's called, but it's the tag in the corner when it's time to switch the reel. Yeah, we had to switch it, which was stressing me out the whole time. Oh, no. I was like, we're not going to do it in time, and then film's going to go everywhere. It's going to go and, like, flip around, and we're going to get kicked out. I got that sweet, sweet film school experience. I got you. stopped it just in time. Yeah. It was just, yeah, man, guys, if you ever get the chance to, like, do something like that, absolutely do it. Do it. I'm like, so glad that we did it. Like, I'm really, I'm so glad we were able to do it. Like, thank you, guys. But we, you know, we were we were considering not, like, putting it on the bracket because it was like, you know, this is such a big ordeal. But it's so, like, necessary to the podcast. Like, yeah. I'm so glad that we did it. Definitely. Like, what a cool opportunity. What a cool thing to say that you did. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we're some of the only people that have seen this film, aside from people that were at the Oscars. Yeah, or, like, yeah. In 1992. Like, who, like, watched it, you know? Yeah. Like, who, how many of you have, like, this is pre-Vimeo. Like, people don't 
Where do you see short films? You like don't. You outside don't. of film festivals and stuff like that. It's really interesting. Yeah. The film itself pretty all right. So it takes place during the first Gulf War. Brad Pitt is a American soldier who gets kind of lost in the desert. And then there's a huge sandstorm. And he and this Iraqi like counterinsurgent or whatever, not counterinsurgent, we weren't doing that in 92 yet, I don't think. But like this rival soldier both have to like take cover in this um, cave during the sandstorm so they don't die. And they don't trust each other, and they're sitting on opposite ends, and they have their guns, and they're like, hmm. And they can't really communicate because of the language barrier, but they can, but they can't. Um, And over the course of the evening, they sort of start to see each other as less of a threat and more of a human person. Um, And working together to, like, survive this weird situation and survive the night. Um, Other insurgents, like, come in and uh, try to ransack the cave and, like, try to kill him and they have to hide together and that's like a real trust building moment um and then finally brad pitt gets his coordinates and stuff and they're able to go their separate ways with a new understanding of each other and the enemy pretty standard war story you know yeah seems like a they both had to like stay up all night keeping an eye on each other like don't kill me and i won't kill you yeah this was a war brad in a similar vein as i wouldn't say war daddy because war daddy was such a he was so confident yeah i thought this was really interesting that he was very much sort of bridging that gap between young brad and adult brad yes he looked the age that he was he looked like late 20s or so which prior to this he'd really been playing a lot of teenagers yeah and like cutting class across the tracks dark side of the sun you know he was still sort of in that body but was starting to inhabit more of what we see in adult Brad. Right, like we were seeing confidence coming through and it felt like a real confidence. Like I thought that he was doing that well. Like I believed that he was this character. Um, He was kind of an asshole. Yeah, oh for sure. He made some very not cool statements. Unwoke. 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 He was, was, it was a solid performance. Yeah. He definitely, he and the other guy, like it, just by virtue of being a two-person, 30-minute short film, like carried a lot of weight yeah um a lot of lack of dialogue which is always interesting in film yeah it was cool i liked the kind of like i don't know i like when movies take place over a small when like the 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 focus is really close Mm -hmm. like when it's like a 24-hour situation Mm -hmm. like that i really like that and i thought that i don't know there was some cool moments when they were kind of watching each other trying not to fall asleep and brad kind of kicking some food over to him and stuff and like starting to be a little more like sympathetic or Mm -hmm. compassionate yeah yeah, no, it was really, it was solid. It was interesting, especially considering just, like, the time and place and, like, I don't know. It's it's interesting to watch something take place during the first Gulf War now that we're in year 8,000 8, of the second Gulf War. And just, like, it made it really seem endless. This war is endless. <laughs> endless war. And this war. Yeah. <laughs> It did. Like, I don't know. I liked the way that the film was set up. It was very quiet. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of just kind of the sand in the wind blowing which when you've like been traveling on an airplane all day and you're just like in this surreal dark room is like a very like zen like definitely it was a very zen experience yeah i felt like i felt and that's what i'm trying to say about like this whole like narrow focus 24 hour thing like i felt like i experienced his time in the cave definitely yeah you get it's very intimate yeah it is intimate 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that being said, it was not, like, a super... Like, you could tell that it was a younger Brad. Like, I felt like... I don't know. It was a good performance. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, the most interesting performance. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It was very... It was more interesting to me in terms of, like, his physicality and where it fits in the spectrum of Brad than it talked, was as a Brad. I know we talked about this as, like, a missing link, honestly. Yeah, we talked with Cassie about yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, because also, too, he was being seen on the big screen. Was this something that helped catapult him forward? Right, which I think is really interesting. And being seen as a more serious actor, too. Right. Because it was a very serious role in a serious film, and it was interesting to see Brad in, like, kind of an art house, like, situation. Definitely. Outside of, like, like a Johnny Suede kind of art, art house, yeah. you know? Like, but this is really where you can sort of see him starting to take himself seriously as yeah. an actor. I think. Yeah. There was a maturity to him. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Let's pit these boys against yeah, one another. Yeah, let's put them against each other. Let's I put really, them in a cage. Let them do it Put them in a out. cave. They have to stare cave. at each other. <laughs> Two brads in a cave, 24 hours. <laughs> what happens? Yeah, so I'm conflicted. Yeah. Because I think contact is really interesting. I think, you know, it is interesting in that term of, like, the maturation of Brad. Mm-hmm. But he's so good in cutting glass, you know? Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, he's got that, he's got everything that I, like, like to see in a Brad in that, you know? Yeah. It's not a quote-unquote good performance, (laughs) and it's certainly not a quote-unquote good movie. Right. Uh, as very few of these first-round films are. Yeah. But it, it, it has a lot of range to it, and it's, like, a character yeah. that he's comfy in. I'm conflicted about it, too, because I think that, like, the Brad in Contact held weight. Like, he was mm-hmm. really trying, mm-hmm. I think. And, it, you know, obviously it wasn't as successful as some of his later films. Yeah. Like, this was no war daddy. But it was, it was a serious, it was a more mature role. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Cutting Class was super fun and it was a huge range but it was definitely like it was young you know he was an amateur yeah but the the, there was a lot more range like again it's difficult because contact was very short it was 30 minutes Mm -hmm. i guess i wish that i saw more emotion from him Mm -hmm. and it's tough too because the character that he was more emotion emotion than just asshole yeah and it's tough because like that was his character and Mm -hmm. his character was reserved yeah but it would have been nice to have a little more of an arc yeah this is the first time in my life I've seen any sort of, like, war-type set thing and thought, you should give that man a wife. I really want to hear about that man's relationship with his wife. Yeah. Because that's usually just, like, so obnoxious in those kinds of movies. You yeah. Know, where it's like, I have to save my wife. Yeah, like, he needed a little... I just, I guess I feel like I didn't get um that 3D of a view of him. Right. I very much felt like he lacked a motive outside of being racist right he was a racist asshole did he learn i don't know maybe and it's like i i get i also think that the film didn't really want to do more than that like i don't think it was trying to like answer this question yeah it was just kind of like a little slice of life yeah we're not so different you and i right which is nice and i appreciate it but i like my brad to be like i feel like i'm thinking about those little rainbow thingies like this Brad was like a the contact Brad was like when there's like a little patch of rainbow on the wall, 
in the cot the bratting cutting class was like the little prism thingies and it scatters the light mm, interesting metaphor i like it thank you where one is like a little more dense like there's a little more substance but the other mm-hmm. one is just like yeah. while smaller they're scattered all over and you're yeah. like wow yeah 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 I'm, you know, my, I can't lie. My favorite was cutting class. For sure. He was just like, I don't know. There was just something. He's got the, je, there's such a je ne sais quoi of young Brad. Like he's spunky and he's fun and he's just so like alive. Like Definitely. He's got a real spark. And like, I just love when he's throwing fits and punching the air. <laughs> and I just feel like there's something so fun and like. I don't know. We talk a lot about Bradness and I feel like that. There's a lot of Bradness to it. You know, there's like contact Brad was acting and he was doing a good job as an actor, but cutting class Brad had something that's essentially Brad to it. Yeah. You know, there's something. I feel like we're starting to get a little closer to what that Bradness is. Yeah. I was talking to someone about just like a work thing basically. And it was like, how do I like, it was like a mentorship kind of conversation and like, what do you do to like help make sure you're fostering people and helping to mentor people and, and sort of that. And it's like, he brought up, he was like, there's grit and that's different than natural talent. And like, you can see something and you can see someone who's not necessarily very good at their job right now, but has potential Mm -hmm. and that's grit. And that's more important than any sort of natural raw talent towards something. Right. And Cutting class Brad has that grit. And you can see the kind of actor and the kind of dimensions that Brad can go into. Whereas contact Brad is very much like, I am a handsome white man in a war movie. Right. And I am performing this role and I'm doing it well. Right. And I'm doing it to the best of my ability. And I am bringing something to it and I'm bringing some weight to it. Right. But it's just sort of like, due to natural talent. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that, like, he was trying to be like, yes, I'm in a war movie. I can do a war movie, which, like, good for him. Yeah, and but he can. And he, he does and he it can. very successfully yeah. later on in his career. Yeah, I think he The was... other one we were thinking of is Allied. Thank you. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, any kind of spy movie. Yeah, and, like, that's definitely a part of the Bradness, but I think in terms of Bradness and in terms of that overall something that we're looking for and that we're looking at in this podcast star quality (laughs) exactly like the it factor the it factor is so there in cutting class like you can watch that and even i think outside of knowing that brad pitt goes on to be brad pitt yeah watching that movie you can say huh like i feel like when we watched happy together like Uh that woman who played the girl in that had a certain something, you know? Yeah. I don't know who the fuck she was. Yeah. But I'm like, I want to see more of that. She was awesome. She was great. Yeah. And I feel like you would get that same feeling if you stumbled upon cutting class in a video store. Definitely. And Brad Pitt hadn't become Oh, famous. for sure. You'd be like, who is that? Who's that? That guy's, did he do anything else? Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, he just became a banker. And he's like, <laughs> Facebook stalked him. And you'd be like, oh man. Oh man, he really had something. He, we could have had something special. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I definitely agree. The other Brad, like if I'd just seen Contact and I didn't know who he was, I wouldn't have thought about him too much. No, not I would have been like, who is that? I, I think it's correct. Yeah. I think it's safe to say. Yeah. Which is like, makes me kind of sad because I kind of liked the idea of having to go back to LA to watch it again and be like, hey, Cassie, so it moved forward in the bracket. Kickstarter round two. <laughs> hey, this time it's personal. <laughs> uh, I think it was, I think it's, I think we can say. Yeah, I agree. Cut down the competition. Hardcore 
close race, but cutting class slashes contact for a thrilling season finale. I loved cutting class. It was really fun. Um, that's our season finale. Wow. We did it. We watched 40 Brad Pitt 40 movies. 40 movies. Can you, I cannot believe that. That's so many movies. That's so that is many. so many. And there's more to go. There's so many more. We're get, we get new ones next season. Yeah. Like good ones. Like the good boys. Like are the you, heavy hitters. Are you wondering where Fight Club is? Are you wondering? Are you one of those people who, when I say, yeah, I run a podcast about Brad Pitt movies, you say, what happened? What? Where's... How's Burn After Reading doing? <laughs> like, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, are you thinking, huh, what about 12 Years a Slave? Haven't seen it yet. Tree of Life? That's going to be a fun time. We're going to find out some stuff about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen it. You know what I'm really excited for? Oh, what's it called? Voyage Through Time? No, that's not it. There's the- 12 Monkeys? No. Oh, the, the, the space one where he narrates He it. narrates one. Yeah. Like yeah, an IMAX, yeah. Omnimax theater I, experience. Yeah. Do you think we can find it? I really want to watch it really in Omnimax. So. Can we bribe somebody? Can we make friends? Here's what we do. Make friends with somebody that works at an Omnimax theater. Slip them a $20 bill mm. and say, can you get us in? Can you play this for us? Please? Yeah. Yeah. Please? Or bribe a high school science teacher. I want the Omnimax experience. <laughs> High school teachers don't have access to Omnimax rooms. Those are big and they cost a fortune. I feel like there's like five in the United States. It's true. One of them is at the Science Museum of Minnesota. Yeah. RIP. Well, I'm sure there's one in New York. Maybe even two. We have to. We got. We'll, we'll do some research. We gotta pull some, we'll do some strings. Research I want for hear, a private screening. <laughs> I want Brad, voyage through time. I want Brad's voice to be like all around me. You know, Everywhere. I want to lose the sense of my body. I want to feel like I'm floating in a dark room, which is like kind of what Omnimax is going for. Sometimes succeeds. Sometimes you just mm-hmm. feel a little nauseous. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes but, you see people's pores too big. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Anyway, that's unrelated to Brad Pitt. Thank you so much for listening to us for these past 20 episodes or so uh, through these 40 films plus an additional 20 mini episodes. 20 mini episodes. Uh, it's a labor of love. We wouldn't do it. I mean, we would do it if you weren't listening because now we're in too deep. But <laughs> Gotta know the answer. Gotta know. But I I really appreciate your your listenership definitely your support definitely it's your sweet sweet facebook likes really touching i'm really touched anytime somebody brings it up it's really touching it's like thank you for listening to my dumb project yeah um we're doing something cool uh a couple days after this episode airs yeah it's gonna be great we're going to a live podcast pitching event in brooklyn new york yeah through the made in new york media center Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're one of five selected podcasts who are going to go up on stage with a little PowerPoint presentation. A little spiel. A little spiel. Do a a a couple jokes. Quick rapport. Hope we don't get stage fright. Uh, Oh, no. Oh, God. We just got to imagine these guys in their underwear. (laughs) Tiny whiteies. They're weirdly baggy, tidy ladies. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's uh, going to be neat. I'm excited. I'm I don't know. If you're in Brooklyn, you should buy tickets and come. Come see it. It'll yeah. be good. November 30th, 7 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, we'll let you know how it goes through yeah. various social media websites. Oh, we're going to blast it. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, and we're going to take a little break. We're going to rest our weary bones. Oh, my God. Recharge. My voice hurts from talking so much. <laughs> and then we're going to be back on January 3rd for season two. 
January 3rd is really close to my birthday. It's my birthday present to myself. Nice. Two. Um, I love you. I love this project. I love your listenership. I love your support. I love your face. I love your shining positive attitude. I love the way that you are dressed today. <laughs> if you're naked, that's a little weird. Unless you're in the bath. That's normal to listen to podcasts in the bath, so never mind. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have an awesome holiday. Yeah, I have hope a really good set of holidays. There's a lot a coming up. Good turkey day mm-hmm. or tofurkey day. Or Indigenous Peoples Day 2.0. Yeah. I um, hope you have a good Christmas or other related winter holiday. Solstice, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. And I hope you have a new g- year. A good new year. A great new year. 2018 is going to be You're your gonna year. You're going to be a new person. Yeah. You're going to have a fresh new gym membership when we next talk. <laughs> It's gonna be great, and I like, can't oh, yeah. wait. To see and you're the gonna new listen you. to this podcast while you're where you where you're on, on your little treadmill. bike on your treadmill. Listen on the treadmill. And you're gonna be like, I'm gonna get as fucking ripped as Brad Pitt is. Hell yeah! I'm gonna get fucking Brad Pitt's weird stringy super buff arms. Do it for Brad. Do it for Brad. Uh, they released his Fight Club workout regime, so Yo. you could look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Hey, New Year's idea. New Year, new me. Fucking take up his thing. I'm not gonna do it, but you no, should. I, I can't get that swole. <laughs> <laughs> Has science gone too hard far? Hard to my pants as it is. <laughs> okay. Well, take care of yourselves take care out of there. Take care yourself this month. We'll, we'll be in touch. We'll see you soon. Uh, for various updates and everything in terms of, like, what we're doing, how things are going, what's going on, what's going on with Brad Pitt, just, like, funny Brad Pitt-related thoughts, uh, you should follow us on social media. Uh, our Twitter is at March Bradness. Our Instagram is March.Bradness. And our Facebook is March Bradness. Our website is MarchBradness.net. There you can go over the bracket. You can find old episodes. You can read a couple of blog posts that I think we're going to retroactively <laughs> add. Uh, you can see what movies are available on Netflix Instant. Um, and you can find nothing but net. And nothing but net. It's going to be so good, guys. It's, it's, it's really good stuff. But yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.